in the book of Mark. What chapter were you guys in? Chapter 2. And y'all discovered that indeed Christ is able not just to heal, but to what? Forgive sins. So we're going to continue on our study in the book of Mark. And remember, we are, we are looking at, diving into, what does it actually mean to be a follower of Jesus? When Christ calls us out, last week we looked at that call. Come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. What does that actually mean and how does that impact our lives? So today I want to continue that study. And as you jumped into chapter 2 this morning, uh, let me remind you of a few things as we go. And if you have not uh, found or connected to a life group Bible study, I encourage you to do that. We meet Sunday morning before the worship service and it's a great next connection point for you uh, to study the Word of God a little deeper. But as we go... Let me remind you of a few things uh, about the book of Mark. The book of Mark is all about action. It's a quick-hitting book. It spurs us to action, this gospel, and it causes us to take the truth that we hold in our hands, in our hearts, and demonstrate it in our lives. For many today, Christianity is about morality. It's about knowledge, or it's about social connections. But for the first century Christians... It was first about identity with Jesus, following after Him and doing what He did, obeying His commands. So as we walk through this powerful book, this short book that's quick-hitting, you may just find yourself asking some questions, faced with the question about what does it mean to actually follow Jesus. So today, as we transition from chapter 1, to chapter 2, we see Jesus' ministry kicking into gear. We see it kicking into high gear. But before we turn the page, I want to spend a few moments today and take some observations on a short passage sandwiched right in between. Right in between the scenes that we looked at last week and that you connected with this morning in Bible study. You see in chapter 1, in chapter 1, verses 35 through 39, we find an odd occurrence and are provided an opportunity to question Jesus' focus. After an incredible day of ministry, after an incredible day of teaching and healing, Jesus disappears. And in this passage, in this short passage, we find a key truth, a key essential for what it means to follow Jesus. So I want us to read Mark chapter 1. Verses 35 through 39. But before we do that, let's pray and let's ask God to meet us here and speak to our hearts. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray right now as we open your word that we would focus intently on what you have to say to us today. That we may hear from you and that we may follow and obey. Father, I know that we're dealing with stuff and I know there's a lot going on in our lives. But for just a few moments, Father, I pray that you would help us to focus on your word. And that you would speak and move in our midst. Father, not my words be used, but yours. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Mark chapter 1, verses 35 through 39. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he, Jesus, departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. That word desolate place reminds me of something. Anything happened in chapter 1? 
that kind of brings your mind back to that desolate place term? We've got the wilderness experience, right? Where he was tempted and he was with the wild beasts. We talked about that a little bit on Wednesday night. He was in a desolate place. And what did he do in that desolate place? He prayed. Verse 36, And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. He couldn't find him. Verse 37, And finally they did. And finally they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. Everyone is looking for you, Jesus. And Jesus responded. He said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also. And that is why I came out. Verse 39, And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. That's a good bookend or transition section, is it not? Between events. And it's easily a section that we're going to read quickly and move past. But there is a key truth found in this section that we cannot forget. We cannot forget. If you want to follow in your outline, in your order of worship, or on the Bible app, you can fill in the blanks there. But I just want to fill in the blanks on a sentence that's going to be the key truth for the message today, okay? Found in these short verses. First of all, following Jesus is about a relationship. Following Jesus is about a relationship. You are not a member of a religious group. You are in following Jesus. If you trust in Jesus as your Savior, you are not part of a religion. You are in a relationship with someone. Okay, we need to make that very clear. Following Jesus is not about following religious practice. It's not about checking boxes or going to church. It's not about placing money in an offering plate. It's not about serving on teams or committees. It's not about teaching a class. Following Jesus is all about a relationship with the Savior. Now, the incredible thing is, as we develop that relationship with the Savior, some of those things follow closely behind. But we have to make this clear, and this is where our world has strayed. We are not a part of a religious sect. We are in a relationship with the Savior of the world. Following Jesus is all about relationship. Notice this, verse 35. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he, Jesus, departed and went to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Here we find Jesus in a quiet place, spending time with who? The Father. In this interaction, we see Jesus' source of strength and renewal, investing in relationship with the Father. Jesus finds restoration in fellowship with the Father. He went off to find a secluded place away from the crowds and away from the disciples. Here we see Jesus engaged in an extended time of prayer, spending time with the Father. These occurrences, Jesus finding time away to pray, are recorded just a few times in the book. But they're extremely significant times in Jesus' life. And they're worth taking note of. So as we continue reading the book of Mark, look for those occurrences. When Jesus slips away, he goes missing, and he spends time in prayer. Jesus is finding strength as his ministry ramps up, and the pressure of others becomes demanding. The situation that we find Jesus in here is intense. 
The crowd was building and everyone was looking for Jesus, were they not? Why were they looking for Jesus? They were saying, what can you do for me? We see a man that could be the Savior. We see a man that is performing miracles. We see a man that's doing great things. We see a man who is gaining a following. And people like to follow, right? Incredible leaders. We talked about that last week. What are the ingredients of a, an incredible movement, a great movement, right? You need what? You need a vision, you need people, and you need a leader. Well, the vision for the Jewish people was what? A redeemer, a savior from the Roman oppression. That was the vision. There were plenty of people around that were looking for someone to follow. And then here comes Jesus. Jesus that can heal you, that can help you, and that can provide for you. And so they're going to follow. So the crowd is building. The crowd is building around Jesus. And they're ready to follow. And what does Jesus do? He disappears. Do you not think this is what Jesus wants? Would this not be what Jesus wants? A crowd to tell the good news to? A, a message to convey to the crowd? Why would, why would Jesus not just grab a hold of this building crowd, this building movement, and just ride the wave? Why would he not do that? You've got to be careful, right? How quick can that crowd turn? Notice this. Think about this. As we keep reading, we're going to see this building crowd. And as the crowd builds, we're going to see how they turn and then they move. You remember, here in a few weeks, we're going to experience a day we call Palm Sunday, right? Y'all know this day well. The crowds celebrated Jesus' entry into the city, right? They were celebrating His arrival onto the scene. But then a few days later, that same crowd did what? Crucify him, crucify him, the same crowd. So what do we see here in these short verses? As the crowd is building and putting pressure on Jesus, what do we see Jesus do? He slips away and spends time with the Father. My question for you is, how do you respond when the pressure is on? When the stresses of life is just pouring on you and you just feel like you're in, under so much intense pressure in your life, how do you respond? Do you regularly slip away from the pressures of life and invest in relationship with the Father? You see, being a follower of Jesus is all about a relationship. And if you don't spend time investing in that relationship, you cannot benefit from that relationship. Because here's the key. Understanding that following Jesus is about relationship, something follows quickly. Once you invest in that relationship and you commit to that relationship, something's going to happen with the world around you. The world is going to provide distraction, is it not? That's the second point. Following Jesus is all about relationship. And when the world provides distraction, we have to be ready. Look at verse 36 and 37. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and they said, Everyone is looking for you. 
What kind of distraction do we see here? Jesus' popularity was growing rapidly. His followers were desperate to find him and remind him of the opportunity that's at hand. Think about this. His followers are saying, oh, we got a crowd here. We're ready to move. We're ready to do something. Saying, okay, Jesus, let's take advantage of the opportunity at hand, right? Let's strike while the iron is hot. A movement was building, support was growing, and the disciples called him to give attention. You know, sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we can gain an advantage or leverage the situation for our personal benefit, can't we? You ever been in those situations? You see that chance to get ahead in life? Maybe take a shortcut? That's what's taking place here. That's what the disciples, his followers, see. They find him completely alone and in prayer with the Father. And they see the crowds over here so ready and willing to follow. And in essence, they're telling Jesus, you don't have time for this. You don't have time to stop and get away and spend time with the Father. Look at the crowd over here. Get with the program, Jesus. You need to be with the crowd, not with God. They didn't get it. They didn't get the fact that these very crowds, along with their motives, were the exact reason that Jesus had secluded himself. They didn't get that the pull appeared to be in a positive direction, and it could provide personal gain, but they were contrary to the ministry and mission of Jesus. We see this tension continue to build and develop as we read the Gospel of Mark. As it draws to a climax at the cross, we see this growing tension between the crowds and the way the crowds are pushing Jesus and Jesus' true ministry and mission, why He is here on earth. You see, the key is following Jesus is all about a relationship. And when the world provides distraction, we must, we must remain true to our mission. We must. And here's the key, guys. God is calling each and every one of you to do something incredible in this world. He has a plan and He has a purpose for you. The problem is, the world is trying to choke the life out of you. And during those times, you've got to escape Spend time with the Father. Draw close to Him and focus on the task at hand, the mission for which God has called you into this world. We get so distracted by the things of the world. Greed, advancement, stuff that we forget about our true purpose as followers of Jesus. Look at verse 38 and 39. And He said to them, we see the interaction. Jesus disappears. The disciples search. They find him and they tell him what? What are you doing? And then Jesus responds. Note how Jesus responds here. It's not how you would think. Verse 38. And he said, Let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also. 
for that is why I came. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Where did Jesus go? Did he go to the crowds? No. He continued the journey. Here Jesus responds to his disciples. And he continues his journey, picking up his preaching ministry throughout Galilee. And we see as we continue to read, the crowds do what? They follow. They follow. And Jesus continues to flee. Even get, you see this interaction coming where they're on the banks of the river. And he tells the disciples what? Get the boat ready, guys, because they're going to push me into the water. I mean, that's the crowds that Jesus is facing. Get it ready. But Jesus here, he says, all right, guys, let's, let's continue our journeys. Let's spread the message. Jesus remained focused on the task at hand. He didn't allow distraction to pull him away from his mission and his ministry. What's the heart of that mission? The heart of that mission is a relationship with the Father. The heart of the mission of your life is relationship with the Father. And as soon as you step away from that, you get out of touch with God's will. That's the key, guys. If you're ever wondering, if you're ever in a position or a place in your life where you just don't have any answers and you can't figure life out, the simple answer is this. Are you in step with the Father? Are you actively pursuing a relationship with Jesus? And I'm not just talking about showing up for church. I'm talking about a day-to-day relationship where you're talking and interacting with Him every day. When you're spending time in His Word, in prayer. When you're growing in that relationship with someone. That's the heart of Jesus' ministry here. It's that relationship with the Father. And He's teaching the disciples how to be in relationship. A Father who provides nourishment, refreshment, restoration, and focus for the task at hand. You see, following Jesus is all about a relationship. And when the world provides distraction, we must remain true to our mission. Every follower of Jesus is called to an incredible mission. A mission full of excitement, Adventure and intrigue. Yes, I'm talking to you. You are called to an incredible adventure with Jesus. Jesus is calling each and every one of us to participate with Him in the grandest story of all of history. The victory of good over evil. The incredible work of reconciling the world back to Him. Back to the hope, peace, and life found in the Father of all creation. Yes, He's calling you to action. So we've got to ask a few questions if we're going to be ready for that adventure. If we're ready to take the next step in faith. As we continue this journey in the book of Mark, before we get into the depths of the ministry and mission and the day-to-day walk of Jesus, we have to understand the foundation of that is a relationship with the Father. That's what everything was built on. So my question for you this morning Number one, are you investing in relationship with the Father? You see, you can't take the next step in your Christian faith if you will not invest in relationship. You can't get to know God better if you won't spend time with Him. You've got to invest in that relationship. 
And once you do, the next question is, are you giving in to the pressures of the world? Are you giving in to the stresses of the world around you? And then finally, are you focused on the mission? I've got two sentences left. Guys, there's too much at risk. There's too much at risk for us to just float through life. It's time for us to stop trying to survive and start thriving. And here, here it is, guys. Let's just lay it out, all right? There is an incredible task ahead of us as a church. God has an incredible plan. And he's going to use us in a way that we would never dream of. And it's going to take each and every one of us to accomplish this task. And we are ripe and ready. We are ready to roll. Here's the key, though. In order for you to be ready for the task at hand, for the plan that God has for us as a church, for the impact that we're going to make in this community, you have to invest in relationship with the Father. You've got to do it. In order for you in order for us to fulfill the mission that God has called us as a church. We need everyone to dig in and go deeper with Jesus. And then when the world distracts us, we need to lock eyes with Him and focus on the task at hand and lean into His power. That's when incredible things begin to happen. As we continue to read the book of Mark, we're going to see that. And you saw that today, where they broke loose of the tiles and they lowered the man down. You see that incredible work and that incredible sacrifice. And just imagine those guys are saying, what are you doing to my roof? But let's focus on the task at hand. What if that was the disciples' house? Let's focus on the task at hand. And let's commit to the mission, regardless the cost. And he will bless us. I promise. That's found in Scripture. So your responsibility today, your task right now, is to dig in in relationship with the Father and get ready because a journey is coming and it's going to be an incredible adventure, guys. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Are you ready? Let's go. Father God, I thank you. I thank you so much. Your plan is so good. 
And as we heard through music this morning, as we read in your word throughout Bible study and worship, there's no better place to be than with you, Father. And so today, as we, as we focus in and we dig a little deeper in the book of Mark, I pray that you would move us closer to you. And as we seek to follow after you, that you would just give us your plan and your purpose for our lives. Speak to us. Move in our midst. Father, help us to remain focused to the task at hand and the mission that you've called us to. Father, reconcile this world back to you, to make an impact on this community for you, to share the gospel with the world around us. Father, use us. Help us not get distracted by the things of the world, but focus in on you and your plan. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So as we continue.